Thanks for tuning in. I don't know if you're supposed to say tuning in on a podcast or not, but either way, you've stumbled onto Kenny and the Coaches. Hopefully all of you are preparing for Thanksgiving and getting ready to enjoy time with family. I'm thankful for being able to chat with these coaches from our great state and bring those conversations to you on a weekly basis. On this episode, I get to talk a little basketball and cross country with Velma coach Dana Lohr. Coach, thanks for taking time to visit with me a little bit today. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Now tell everyone about your your coaching and playing career. It's it's pretty interesting. Okay. Um, So playing, um, I played at Velma, um, Mm -hmm. graduated in 1998. Um, I received a scholarship from Southeastern Oklahoma State University and went and played for the Lady Savages um, for four years. Um, Started as a point guard all four years. Um, We had a winning season every year um, kept getting better um, by my junior year we made it into you know the NCA division two tournaments I think um, we may have lost out the first round um, my senior year um, was quite the Cinderella story we were um, not ranked um, but got into the tournament and made a run and ended up playing in the national championship game um, mm-hmm. my senior year and so um, we lost to Cal State Poly um, Pomona, um, they were extremely good. I, I mean, I go back and say, yeah, if we probably we played them 10 times, we would probably lose to them 10 times. But, um, but at the same time, the run that we had, um, was quite amazing. Um, there were five of us seniors that started and, um, we loved playing for coach Keith and, um, and Brett Frank was our assistant coach and, um, we just weren't ready to give it up. And so we just clawed and fought, fought and battled and everything. So, um, very, very special. The, that group of girls are very special and dear to my heart and love them. Mm-hmm. And it's always a good time when we get to get back together and, um, hang out together. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> how did you get into coaching? Um, so coaching, it was something that I think once, um, you know, I graduated and got into, um, college and that's kind of the direction I went. Um, I went into health and physical education and was just like, I I think I want to coach. And so, um, and then at that point in time, it was kind of, you know, being in college and everything and, you know, college coaches pretty much just, um, get to coach basketball um so I thought well I I think I want to go the college route um and everything so it's always something that I wanted to do and so um Brett Frank the assistant um that I had at Southeastern um he actually went out to Fresno State um him and another um several coaches from Oklahoma ended up out there but him and um the head coach at Cameron, Adrian Wiggins, at the time when I was playing, both of them went out there. Um, and I really enjoyed both of them and wanted to, you know, learn from them. And so that's how I got out at Fresno State for a little bit. And then um, just through my relationships with some of my AAU coaches, um, I ended up at Sam Houston State for a year um, coaching down there. So that was, you know, just coaching was something that I always wanted to do and thought I wanted to do it at the collegiate level mm-hmm. um, until I got married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, going from, you know, small town Velma, Oklahoma to to Durant and then jumping all the way to Fresno, what was that like? <laughs> um, it was really good. I mean, I just um, – 
I enjoyed going to Durant. Obviously, that was a whole new world. Um, just, you know, like you said, very small and, um, you know, class sizes not very big here at Valma and the number of people you knew, everybody from kindergarten to your senior class and everything. And then moving on to Durant, where I think, you know, enrollment was like four or 5,000, which, you know, was small, but that was mm-hmm. huge to me yeah. um, and everything. But um, did well there and then, you know, just took the opportunity and I really liked being out at Fresno, um, living in that area, just a different part, um, you know, of the country and just learning um, those different things. And that obviously brought a whole lot of traveling because at that point, mm-hmm. Fresno State was a part of the WAC conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so we traveled from, you know, Louisiana. Um, Louisiana Tech was in our conference all the way to Hawaii, to Boise State, Um, you know, so we we went places. Um, So that was really neat just getting to have that experience of, you know, traveling so many different places and um, being around just different basketball. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds horrible having to travel to Hawaii. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, it it was rough, (laughs) I tell (laughs) you. Now, going from, from coaching in college, to then coaching at the high school level, what was that transition like for you? Um, well, you know, I mean, it was a slow process because once my husband and I got married, um, I stepped away from coaching. Um, and we, shortly after we got married, I ended up getting pregnant with our daughter, JC. And so at that point in time, I just stayed home um, to raise my babies. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't actually, I got back into teaching first um, once our youngest, James, got into school. And so I taught for a couple of years and then decided, okay, I think that we're at a place that, you know, I can pursue coaching again. And so last mm-hmm. year um, was my first year back into um, coaching. And so I went high school, um, you know, at mm-hmm. Comanche. I was assistant for cross country and basketball and track there. And so um, as far as, you know, the transition, I mean, the aspect of just being able to be with my family, um, you know, is a a big difference between the college world and um, coaching, you know, at a public school, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and everything. So um, getting to be with my family, them being around um, and then just getting to be around my kids and their friends um, and everything. So um, I've enjoyed it. I, you know, I don't necessarily miss the college aspect of it just because of the demands that it has, um, especially for women. I think it makes it really, really hard to have families um, being at the collegiate level. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, definitely even what I'm doing now, I mean, at times it's, you know, I have to remind myself of my family comes first, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, and everything, but, um, but they, they do well, um, helping me to, to stay on track with that. So, yeah, it's, it is, a t- I can't imagine what the demands of being a college coach is. I mean, I know it's demanding enough, like you were saying in high school, I can't imagine yeah. the amount of hours and days and weeks and you know that you spend away from your family. I couldn't imagine what yes. that's like. Yes. Now I, I read in an article that that you and your husband worked at a camp for the Lakers while you were in California. What was that kind of experience like, and how did you get involved with that? Um. So. That's actually how my husband and I met. Um, The summer after I finished playing basketball at Southeastern, 
Um, my assistant coach, Brett Frank, had worked at this Lakers basketball camp um, for several several years. And my husband, Byron, his high school coach was like the camp director for it. Mm-hmm. And so um, his high school coach invited him to come down. And then Brett invited um, myself and a couple of my teammates to come out um, and everything. This was before I was going out to Fresno State um, to come out and um, work a week at this camp. And so it was a Lakers camp that was put on for underprivileged kids um, in the L.A. area. And so they did these camps outdoor on courts oh, um, and everything. Cool. So, um, so, but it was, it was cool. It was, it was pretty awesome. Um, there were several every day that we, you know, had camp. There was a different Laker player that, you know, showed up oh. um, and everything to talk to the kids and, um, and stuff like that. So, and then obviously just how, you know, um, it all worked out that that's how I met my husband. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which is pretty crazy because it was one week. He came for a couple of weeks and worked, and I just went for one. But that week just happened to cross, and we met, and uh, you know, just stayed in touch. And then about a year later, we started dating, and <laughs> shortly after, we were married. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yes. Now you said that there were there were there would be a Laker that would come by. Did was anyone? Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, Devin George, James Worthy, Mark Madsen, and Mm -hmm. then Derek Fisher were the four that, you know, showed up while we were doing the camp. So, so which was pretty cool to see different, you know, Derek Fisher, when he came in, he had a whole entourage, you know, (laughs) of people that, that showed up with him, but, um, but was pretty cool. And then you got Mark Madsen that, you know, he's just a workhorse. And so for Mm -hmm. him, it was like, he didn't stand around. I mean, he got in, he was hands on, like, he was, you know, pumping up the kids and doing the, you know, all the yeah. skills and the drills with them and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I, I'm pretty sure, I think it was James Worthy that he, you know, did a shooting contest with some of them. So so that was pretty neat just getting to um, be around them and, and see them and just their personalities. Yeah. Yeah, it's always neat. You know, I've, I've been to a few camps, you know, throughout my life and I've seen where some of the, the pro athletes will come out and participate with the kids especially like in basketball you just don't realize how much time they've put in and whenever they get like in those shooting contests it's just like you know you think you might have a chance against them but I mean those guys knock it yeah (laughs) I mean it's it's amazing how yes how dead eye those guys can be yes (laughs) absolutely now how's your first year back at your alma mater been um, it's been really well. So um, I've really enjoyed it. It feels good to be home. Um, obviously, my family, um, my parents and um, aunt and uncles and um, stuff like that are still in the area. And so them having us back here, um, they're really enjoying it. Um, and as far as, um, you know, just coming back home, there's a lot of my classmates that I have um, their kids, um, teammates that I, I have their kids. And so that part of it's been nice. Um, you know, cause I think sometimes when you, you get a coaching job or you get a teaching position, you, you don't, you don't know the kids that you're coaching or teaching and, or the families. And so, you know, there's a little bit of time that you've got to take to build those relationships. So I think it's helped, um, that I came from here, um, and coming back that, you know, um, there's already that trust, I guess, in some sense that's established just because of people already knowing me. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I think that that's helped, especially um, with all of my, you know, my players um, and my runners and different things like that of just already, you know, knowing something about me and, and, and that type of stuff that um, that's jump started, I guess, our relationships. So, yeah. Do you feel any kind of pressure since it's your alma mater? Um, probably in some sense. I probably don't want to admit it um, in, yeah. in ways, but, you know, at the same time, I feel like, well, it's been so long since I, you know, I was here. Um, it's been a long time since I graduated. I, you know, I feel like there's a big enough gap there. Um, you know, I didn't come back immediately afterwards. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm sure that there is um, some pressure there um, and everything. I just um, try not to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, leave it to me to bring it up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, the, the, I mean, I've been around Velma, my, the Velma community my whole life. I mean, no. Those people will have your back over there, but you know that. Yes, absolutely. So, so yes, they, they've done well and have already shown great support um, for us and, um, and the programs um, that I'm a part of. So, um, so it's a great community to be a part of. Yeah. Now, what are you kind of expecting from your – this is your first head coaching experience, right? Yes, it is. What are you kind of looking – I guess not expecting. What are you kind of looking forward to that, the challenges that that brings? Um, I think a lot of it is just looking at there's probably going to be a lot of growth that takes place um, just as learning how to be a head coach. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you, I mean, I, you know, related a little bit to parenting, you know, that <laughs> first time that you become a parent, it's kind of like you, you think this is how it's going to go. You think this is what you're <laughs> going to do, but until you actually get in it and get mm -hmm. your hands involved um you don't really see you, you see some things differently um so i think that that's probably a lot of it is just knowing like there's going to be you know just a lot of growth that happens and a lot of things that once i've experienced of like oh, okay well in theory i thought that may work out mm -hmm. but in reality it's not going to um you know and stuff so um so i'm excited about that to see you know kind of those things that i think like Oh, I think this, I think you have to do it this way. And, you know, it's probably going to change just like parenting. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, and having someone like Coach Bear to kind of throw stuff off of, I'm sure that that's, yes. that's a plus. That's always. Yes, a plus. absolutely. Now you're, you're coaching cross country too, right? Yes. Yes, I am. What is, how, I guess the, the question on that would be, how is, coaching cross country different than other sports because i would imagine it is it is and honestly um i really love coaching cross country mm -hmm. um it's just different than a lot of the other sports and you know i mean i coach from sixth grade to 12th grade i have girls and boys um but at the same time like we're all doing the same thing like the workouts are all the same for you know both mm -hmm. um we're always together, um, you know, in that um, respect. And then on top of that, you take really, I mean, you know, I sat and thought about this the other day of just like, I don't think that there's another sport like cross country where it doesn't matter how good you are. Like you get to mm -hmm. participate when it's so-called game day, it's race day. Everybody yeah. gets to participate. Um, you know, basketball, you don't always get to do that. You get to practice. You get to do that stuff. But it doesn't mean that when comes game day that I get to step out on the court and see what I can do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where cross country, you know, I mean, I, I can go compete. So being able to do that and see the growth of, you know, 
every single one of your runners, you know, from the very beginning of the year to what they're doing at the end because they get to go race every single, you know, week. You can challenge them. They can, you can have goals for them um, and stuff. It's just a really neat um, aspect of that. Um, and then just, you know, cross country, you know, I think a lot of people are just like, ah, you just go run. And I'm like, yeah, but it's a mental battle every mm-hmm. single day to tell myself I got to go run. I got to go push myself, um, you know, and so I think um, it's just a great sport for that, um, developing that mental toughness um, part of life that, you know, and I, I feel like because I ran cross country for Coach Lovell when I was in high school, probably, you know, as I've gotten older, realizing how much that's helped me in my life mm-hmm. um, and everything, <laughs> probably didn't think so much at the time, but, you know, yeah. um, at, but at the same time of just knowing, like, I went and did something hard every mm-hmm. time I stepped out there um, to run at practice, even though I didn't like running 400 repeats or 800 repeats or mile repeats, you know, mm-hmm. because I finished that, I can go today and be like, I did something hard back then I can do something hard today. And so hopefully yeah. instilling that in our cross country runners and also in my, you know, my basketball runners having that same, um, mentality, but definitely in cross country, because again, it's always who really enjoys running. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like cross country is a sport, probably even more so than track, where the kids that come out for cross country, they want to run. They You don't have yeah. to really – I mean, you, you have to push them, but you don't have to push them as hard as, you know, a kid that does not want to be right. out there. I mean, yeah, and, yeah, because you get – you know, in track, you kind of – you get every kid – every kid wants to come out and be a 100 or 200-meter yeah. runner, right? Because, yeah. hey, I can do that. I mean, you know, they're not – maybe cut out to do that as far as, you know, to be able to do that. But very few really say, you know, like, well, cross country, you know what you're getting into for Mm -hmm. girls, high school girls, you're running two miles and high school boys, you're running a 5k, you know, so Mm -hmm. to be able to run and to be able to compete at that, you've got to do a lot of running to, you know, to get yourself to be able to compete well at those races. Yeah. Now do a lot of your basketball girls play or run cross country? Actually, they don't. Um, I only have um, one girl that um, is going is running cross country that's planning on playing basketball. So mm. the rest of them, they're just um, cross country and track kids. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, which is oh, which ahead. is kind of odd for being a small school, mm-hmm. um, you know, in that aspect. But I mean, you know, I think we have twelve girls. Um, for cross country right now so the boys obviously we haven't you know I think we've had three running this year for high school boys um, but you know all of them want to play football which is awesome and great yeah. um, you know and stuff so they you know they kind of do you know they they rather go play that than run cross country and which is great so yeah well and like on the on the girl side of it I mean they probably a lot of them play fast pitch I would assume no, and really? that's we've had we had a senior this year that played um, softball and then has run cross country. But you know, I mean, it's hmm. you know they they're either softball or they're cross country, you know, and that's pretty much it. So oh, that's cool. I mean, I, yes, and that, that helps when it comes to basketball season. I mean, as far yes, as yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> how how did this uh, cross country season go for you? Um, well, we're actually this week, um, this coming Saturday is state. So yesterday we ran at regionals at Warica. Mm-hmm. Um, our girls finished third as a team, um, probably a little bit under what we, um, were hoping for, but that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. you get regionals, we can regroup this week and, um, 
tweak a few things and just challenge them a little bit more. And um, But setting well as far as um, I think we have a good shot um, at probably if we go do what we need to do and run well, I think we could come home with a state runner-up. Um, Hooker is just really really good um yeah. so i don't think that there's you know they're kind of out there probably got the got it sealed up um but but we're definitely a contender for that state runner-up with our girls and so i'm excited for that um and also the same group of girls will be coming back next year we're only graduating one um and then the rest you know and those are you know our top five runners are sophomores and juniors and a freshman so yeah. so that'll be good <laughs> Yeah, those those kids out at Hooker, they have a they have an advantage. They get to run in altitude all the time. So uh, they, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they're a little bit more prepared for it. And I imagine there's not a whole lot else to do out there no. in the Panhandle. So you know. <laughs> yeah, boy, we're in football. That's the district that we match up with in the playoffs. And I've just been watching all season long. I'm like, boy, I hope we don't end up. You know, it'd be. I, it, Right now, we would take third or fourth, but I was like, man, I sure hope Hooker or I can't remember the other team. But one of the teams out yeah. there in the Panhandle, I was like, I do not oh, yes. drive out to the Panhandle. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. That's a long, long trip. <laughs> uh, now, switching over to, to basketball, what is uh, kind of the outlook for your first season in basketball? Um, I think, you know, it's, it's going to be good. So, um, when I took it, took the job um, and everything. It was kind of um, unknown on a couple of players. Um, we have the twins, Allie and Addie Smith, um, that they um, had talked about that um, they were going to um, go live with their dad and be at cash. And so then they had a um, change of mind on that and ended up um, staying here at Valma, which is a huge blessing. Um, Riley um, McLean had kind of messed up her knee at the end of last year in basketball season and was kind of out this summer and, you know, um, trying to figure out if she was going to have knee surgery or anything like that and um, ended up not having to do that. And so she's back. And then um, then Lexi Williams, um, you know, those were four girls this summer when I when I took them to Frontier Team Camp that I didn't have. And so I was looking at a very, very young team with very little um, high school experience, which is totally fine mm -hmm. um, and everything, but gaining those four, you know, since school started and everything um, definitely helps. Um, they're just um, hard-nosed kids um, that are just going to, you know, fight to the end for you um, and everything and just bring good leadership um, to the team, which I think is very helpful for our younger ones um, just to understand you know, the level um, that it takes to, to play at the varsity level, um, just that energy and that toughness that they have to have. So um, as far as that goes, I, I, you know, none of those girls, you know, played big roles in the past as far as um, offense. Mm -hmm. You know, they're tough defensively and rebounding and, and those type of things. And so, you know, trying to find, you know, where are we going to get points from, um, you know, just challenging our girls on that of just saying, you know, I, we can't control what our height is. We can't control our speed. We can't control those type of things. Those are just God-given talents or, you know, how he designed us, you know, to be. But we can control how we score, you know, mm -hmm. and stuff. And so challenging, that just means you've got to get in the gym. You've got to get shots up. You've got to get confidence of knowing like, hey, I can score. I, I can take it to the hoop. I can do those things. Those are things that are within our control. And so just been, you know, challenging them that, 
you know, just get in the gym. Put some time in on your own. We're going to put time in in the pra- in practice, but to become a great shooter, to become someone who wants to score, you have to spend some extra time, um, you know, in the gym to build that confidence to to be able to take those shots during the game. So, yeah. so you know, I mean, that's you know, I think defensively wise, we're setting well. I think we've got some younger ones that can come up, and you know, I mean, you know, I think we can probably you know, go eight or nine of playing, which is really good for, you know, class A basketball that you could Mm -hmm. potentially put that many girls out there on the court. So, um, you know, it's just going to be, you know, who's willing to step up and um, knock down some shots and and that type of stuff. So I think we're going to be good. They're a fun group of girls. And like I said, they are tough as nails. They'll do anything for you. And so, um, Mm -hmm. and as a coach, that's all you can ask of your players. So um, having that battle won um, is, is huge. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think I asked this question of just about every basketball coach I have on that's, that's that's been around the game for a while. It seems like, you know, whenever I was at Fox, which was I quit coaching and teaching 2011, somewhere in there, 11 or 12, I can't remember. It's been too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> but it just seems like – and then from the time I've gotten back into the, to the game, which I, start, I started here at Empire four years ago, so there's a gap there. It just yeah. seems like basketball in high school, the scoring has gone down tremendously. I remember the one of the first high school boys basketball game I'd watched in about 10 years, the score was like in the 40s. Yeah. You know, and that used to be, I mean, not to knock girls basketball, but that used to be girls basketball scores. You know, and yes. I'm sure, and now, it, but it seems like it's just like the girls are, you know, scoring in the 20s and 30s, and that's a, a good game. I mean, what – Right. Do you think that's more – defense or do you think people are, are focusing more on defense or do you just think what do you think the reason why scores are low i i mean really i just i feel like that there's just not i'll you know i'm for aau i mean as far as i think it's good for the competition wise but i think that people have made this shift um, especially early on of well if we were just playing games we're good you know, like that, that's going to make me better by just as mm. how many games can I play, yeah. you know, instead of how much time are you willing to devote and get yourself in the gym? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a huge thing. I mean, people, you know, they'll go play games, but again, how many in a weekend of playing, you know, five AAU games, how many shots do you really get up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you really becoming a better, you know, offensive threat? you know, for your high school team or your junior high team or whatever, because you went and played five AAU games, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and stuff. And so I think a lot of people use that of like, well, I'm on this AAU team or I go do this, but they're never coming to the gym in between those weekends and getting shots up. Um, you know, so I think that there's just a difference of the mentality of kids these days. I mean, you know, I played back when I was in high school, you know, I played AAU, but it was in between each weekend during the summer that I wasn't playing, I was in the gym. Yeah. You know, I was spending two to three hours, you know, a day in the gym getting up tons of shots. You know, everybody, you know, mm-hmm. wants to be Steph Curry and shoot the long three and all of this kind of stuff. But I'm like, do you not realize how many shots he's had to put up in his life yeah. to be the shooter that he is today? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that, you know, we're missing that whole thing just because of society of we're we're so you know like we just want we don't want to delay gratification we just want mm-hmm. to hand it to us we want it instant you know well i want to be a great basketball player well 
do you know what it takes to be a great basketball player? You have to be in the gym. You have to love the process. You have to love to be able to be develop and develop these skills. And so I think that that's probably a lot of it, why the game has changed, you know, and I think, you know, there's so many other things that they're involved in and which is great. I mean, your high school kids, your Mm -hmm. junior high kids, um, be involved in things that's, you know, um, and stuff, but just finding that time to get in the gym and getting Mm -hmm. shots up. I don't see, um, I don't see a lot of that. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know if, um, I even go back just, you know, on a, you know, several years ago with like in boys, you know, you had Keaton Page and Rodney Clark, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the numbers that they could put up. But, you know, especially because I played, you know, for Rocky. So I, I knew Rodney pretty well and the workouts, you know, that he was doing when he was in high school and the number of shots that he was getting up. That's the reason why he could step out on the court, mm-hmm. um, you know, and get 35, 40 a night, yeah. you know, because he was shooting tons of shots so i think that that's just a lot of it it's just the the extra time being spent in the gym um kids just aren't you know putting that time in um and so it's hurt the offensive side of it just because they can't create their own shots they're not you know high you know they're not shooting enough to feel confident to knock down shots in a game um that type of stuff well said i think that's probably the best answer i've gotten to that question (laughs) (laughs) The most, the most honest and, and, and well said. Okay. I'm, I'm on board with that. That's why, okay. that's why I come and look for a lot of people have just said, oh, you know, it's just defenses are better. Blah, blah. I'm like, well, you know, I, I don't know about that. I see a lot of fouling going on. I don't know if I see good defense or not. But. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, well, and again, I think, well, you know, again, I think on that too, just skill-wise isn't developed, so therefore it looks like defense is better. Not saying that they're not, but, you know, if I'm a – if I'm a wing and I'm not really um, secure in my ball handling, I'm going to stand there with the ball above my head mm-hmm. and defense is pressuring me. Well, it looks like, well, defense is really good. Well, no, offensively wise, I'm just not, you know, I'm not in the triple threat to rip and go because I don't have the confidence because I haven't worked on that, yeah. um, you know, to take them off the dribble and, you know, that type of stuff. So, you know, I mean, again, I'm not discrediting defense. I'm just saying I just don't think that we're offensively um, as good as, you know, at one time we were because those fundamentals have gone away because people want to start playing, you know, AAU when they're in fourth and fifth grade and mm. they don't have the skills to actually do it. Yep. Well said. Well said. Now, before I let you go, um, I ask one final question. I usually save it for, you know, kind of try to catch you off guard. <laughs> Which was more enjoyable and rewarding for you in high school, running cross country or playing basketball? Um, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, like I said, I mean, I loved – You know, I love doing cross country and track, but basketball was just um, my absolute love. I, um, my sophomore year, um, we won state in cross country. Um, My junior year, I decided not to run cross country because I just wanted to be in the gym um, before, you know, basketball season took off. Mm -hmm. Um, It rolled around in my senior year. And um, I was planning on, I, you know, I think I played like one summer of softball, like when I was in seventh grade. But, you know, it was my senior year. I was like, I'm just going to do it all. I'm going to play softball. I'm going to run cross country, play basketball <laughs> track. It's, you know, my last year to be able to, to do all of this. Yeah. And then um, right towards the end of July, I was playing in a shootout basketball um, 
one day um, event up at Oklahoma State, and I tore my ACL. Mm. And mm-hmm. so, um, so I didn't, you know, I didn't get to run. I didn't get to play softball, but I, I was able, you know, I had surgery really quick and everything, and was able to be back for my senior year um, for basketball and everything. So, um, but basketball was definitely, you know, I mean, I absolutely loved it. But at the same time of you know, I loved cross country. I loved my teammates. Um, Coach Lawball is amazing. Um, so thankful, you know, I mean, he's coached for, you know, so many years here at Bauman and has done an excellent job. And now to be able to, you know, he's still around. He's just, he shows up for practice. He was like, I'm just, I don't want to do the everyday stuff as far <laughs> as teaching and all that stuff. I still want to be around the kids and I still want to be involved. And so that's been a tremendous blessing having him here um, to help mentor me and, and everything and stuff. And so um, just, you know, what he's done for the program and how he's loved so many kids throughout the year, um, you, you know, the years I was blessed to be able to have that too. So, um, you know, but just because basketball has always been my love, I would have to say basketball. <laughs> All right, well, cool deal. Well, Coach, thanks for talking with me today, and and good luck on your. I mean, good luck. This will be out. Oh, let's see, after state, after okay. the cross country state. Uh, but good luck on that, and good you. luck to the basketball season coming up. All right, thank you. Thanks to Coach Laura for joining me today, and good luck on her first year as Velma Girls basketball coach. And thank you for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. That's Kenny and the Coaches, and that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.